the best time to explore new hopes, a future together, a getting uh, and testimonial getting an endorsement is when the client's perception of your value is at its highest. Episode 216, The Curve of Gratitude, Six Steps to Successfully Getting and Using Endorsements and Testimonials. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. With more than 2.4 million listens and downloads growing every week, this is The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today best-selling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, reinvention. This is The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. Jason, before we dive in to gratitude, testimonials, Tell me about the Jason Jennings Certification Summit. I understand it is sold out. Uh, it's full. It's 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 full. And I thought we might not even mention it again. Uh, but uh, this is where, over a three-day period of time, I'm going to take all the knowledge gained uh, from uh, studying 220,000 leaders and companies for eight best-selling books, uh, doing 1,200 speeches around the world, 500 to 700 day-long and half-day workshops with the greatest business leaders in the world, and I'm just going to give all the knowledge away for free. Uh, it's it's for a new generation of leaders, and some of those leaders might be younger, and some of them might even be a little bit older, uh, but that's okay. Uh, the, the sign-ups are incredible. What an incredible mix of people. We're doing it in my village of Tiburon, which is the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, you can actually see the skyline of the city from my little village. Uh, there are lots of women uh, who have signed up, which is really gratifying, and lots of countries will be represented. Uh, everybody is going to receive... a. Uh, um, uh, kind of a, a big email update here uh, in the next several days. It is going to be transformative. And what I was thinking about today is I thought, well, let's not mention it again. And then I thought, you know what? There might be one. So so uh, it, it's full, but there might be one person listening to this podcast who who's missed a few podcasts and thinks, oh, darn, this I'm really called to be there. So if you're really called to be there, uh, visit my website, jason-jennings.com. On the, on the homepage, there'll be a pop-up about this summit. Click it, look, uh, look at it, review it, and then uh, register if you want to. Uh, but this is the last time we're going to publicly uh, advertise the event. But it's just in case there's one person who's hearing this for the first time and is really called to be there. I'm really looking forward to this. Really looking uh, forward to it. So, so am I. Fun. Uh, we're going to have fun. It's going to be it's, it's going to be transformative, uh, n- not only for the people who attend, but it's going to be transformative for me, too. Uh, it always works out that way. Definitely. OK, so our topic this week, gathering and using testimonials and endorsements. How important are they? <laughs> for the, oh, boy, for the benefit of our our listeners, um, why did you choose this topic? And they're going to understand the hesitation in my voice when they hear uh, the reason why from you. All right. Let me begin by saying this. Uh, I believe that probably half of my speeches, half of my engagements, half of my day-long and full-day workshops have, re- have been the direct result 
of receiving endorsements and testimonials from other people. Endorsements and testimonials have allowed me to build my career, maintain my career, grow my career. Uh, I owe everything I've achieved to collecting uh, testimonials and endorsements. So now, here's the backstory why Dale kind of took a pause. So uh, if you were listening to the last episode, uh, you heard Dale talk about this speech he had just done to about a 1,000 people. And, uh, and he sent me a picture. I, I was traveling and I just, I love the look of Dale on stage in front of these 1000 people. So a few days ago, uh, Dale and I were talking and, uh, what did I tell you to do? You told me that I'd already let too much time burn. And that if I had, that I must ask for a testimonial only if I exceeded the expectations of the organizers of the event. All right. So is, not, so I not that. All right, so now Dale is too humble to read what he got back because he asked quickly. Dale was one of our best-received speakers. His ability to connect with, motivate, and energize an audience of a 1,000 people was brilliant. Our attendees were already asking us how to get to him to their events. In addition, he was easy to work with, flexible, and actively supportive of our direction and goals. A great job. Thanks for all of your input. Anyone who inquires about your services, we will gladly and confidently send them your way. Best regards, Brett. Now, what else in the world would you want to have than that? I'm and, blushing. Uh, you're, you're blushing? Yes. Um, <laughs> look, and... I don't collect testimonials and endorsements for my own ego. I don't sit around and read my own testimonials. I collect them because great testimonials and great endorsements allow you to touch and reach and influence and help more people. And that cuts to the essence of why I do everything that I do. Uh, it's, it's no longer about my ego. I hope it never was. It is truly about helping other people and companies achieve their full potential. And, and the more I could do that, uh, the more gratified I am. So what I wanted to talk about was the six steps toward asking for getting testimonials and endorsements, using them and having them work to your favor. And there's not one business. There is no business. I don't care if you're a dry cleaner, a healthcare provider, a bank, another author, there is nobody to who this advice does not apply. So listen up. Can I jump in? Please, please. Oh, can, can I speak to how this applies to everybody? Yes. So my other other life is Better Business Bureau. And I have a lot of conversations with business owners. And this idea of asking for testimonials creates heartburn, especially with service providers. So you're thinking plumbers, electricians, landscapers. When it comes time to ask, they have um, many of them that I've talked to have a tough time making the ask. So that illustrates the point. This is for everybody who is in the marketplace involved in a transaction. You pay me for a good or service. This podcast is going to apply. Uh, yes, it is. So number one, what you have to do is you, the first step toward getting an endorsement or testimonial is negotiating expectations negotiating expectations. So let me tell you what I do in my world, and then we'll, we can make a couple of other scenarios as well. In my world, what I'm talking to the person who has hired me to deliver a speech or, or to conduct a half-day or day-long workshop, at the end of our, our discovery conversations, I say, now look, I, I want to ask you uh, one more question, and, and that is this. And let me begin by saying I have a character flaw. 
And my character flaw is I love to exceed expectations. But there's no way I will ever know if I exceeded your expectations unless I know what your expectations are. So let me ask you, what would cause you, what are the things I would have to do to cause you to jump up from your speech uh, or jump up from your seat after my speech, lead a standing ovation, and give me the strongest testimonial you've given anybody? Think about it. What are the three or four things that you would want me to accomplish? And they always tell me what they are. They always tell me what they are. And those become the rules of the road. Then I know exactly what I have to do. And so if I were a plumber, if I were an electrician, if I were a contractor, I, I would do the exact same thing. I would say, you know, we exist as a company to exceed the expectations of our customers exceed them. We want nothing but happy customers who will send us more happy customers. What are the three or four things that I would that we would have to do to make sure that your expectations were exceeded? And if an electrician asked me that question or a plumber asked me that question, uh, I, I, I would be very upfront. I would say, well, number one, don't come tramping through your house. I mean, with dirty shoes. I mean, so make sure whoever you're sending out has booties. I mean, you know, we, we have a clean place here. Number two, be fair with your pricing. I expect everybody to make a profit, but I never want to get hosed by anybody. Number three, never sell me anything that's unnecessary or that I don't need. It's like never ask a barber if you need a haircut. And then clean up. If you do those things and, and you get done in a timely manner, you do those things, guess what? I, my, my expectations will be exceeded. So there's, there's nobody, you can't, come up, you can't come up with any scenario under which you can't ask the question, I exist to exceed expectations. So let's talk about this thing you're asking me to do for you. What would cause your expectations to be exceeded? What, what happens is it just, it, we've talked about this before. It makes you a little bit vulnerable asking that question. It makes the person answering the question a little bit vulnerable, and you've already exchanged a very human, touching vulnerability. So number one, you have to negotiate the expectations, find out what the expectations are. That's number one. Number two, then, this is long before you ask for it, number two, you have to exceed them. Uh, when I accept an engagement, when I accept a speech, I exist for one reason, to absolutely exceed the expectations of everyone in the audience, the people who have hired me, and I, and, and I exist for that reason. So every move I make, everything I say, everything I do is toward the end of exceeding expectations going above and beyond. I, th I think I've told you, and I think I've mentioned a number of podcasts that uh, I always offer to go to a reception the evening before and shake hands. I always uh, agree or suggest that I, I show up at their big breakfast the morning before and, uh, and shake hands and walk from table to table to table and introduce myself. And we've talked about how hard that is to do. It's not an easy thing to do. 
because uh, you're really putting yourself out there. But I'll tell you what, I bet over the years, I've received thousands and thousands of emails from people saying, you know, one of the things our members mentioned as you're the first author, the first speaker we've ever hired who took the time, I mean, to actually move among our attendees, introduce yourself, learn their name, find out where they were from. And that, and that really touched a lot of people. Uh, the crew uh, at a speech. You've got somebody, a couple people on video, somebody on audio, somebody on lighting, somebody on PowerPoint, somebody da 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 da. The first thing I do when I go in for my rehearsal in the morning is I go up and I introduce myself to every member of the crew and say, Hi, I'm Jason. I'm the opening keynote speaker at nine o'clock. What's your name? Mike, great meeting you. What are you running today? I just want to thank you for being here because I know it's you guys that actually make the show go on and make everybody look good. I can't begin to tell you how many times, how many times clients have said, we can't believe that you actually went up to and introduced yourself, I mean, to members of the crew. And I can't begin to tell, how, tell you how many times crew members have said, you know, I've been running shows like this for 30, 35 years, and you're the first damn speaker that's ever come up and said hello and introduced himself. So everything. And so what I want the crew to be saying backstage is, wasn't that guy great? Because guess what? The client's going to hear it. So in, so in everything that you do, it must be about exceeding expectations. That's number two. Number so I, two. Can I jump in yep. right there? Yep, Just, yep, yep. So I did that with this crew. Number one, I was, um, I'm an introvert. So your first so point, I. So go, go out and meet the audience. It was painful, but I had this voice in the back of my head saying, you've got to go out and shake hands before you speak and, and have the conversations. It was so helpful to go out and do that. It was painful to begin with, but it was so helpful in the long run. And then when I was going through and meeting the crew that makes the show happen, shaking hands, getting to know them, they went over and above and you betcha. bent over backwards to help me with some of the technical, uh, yep. some technical things that made the presentation so much better. And, yep. the, and they were looking for ways to help. Yep. 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 So yep. It yep. just, it's so true. People are just so wonderful if you will treat them so wonderfully and well and be nice. Yes. And just take into consideration that nobody in the world wants anything more than to be validated and have somebody be nice to them and thank them for the efforts they're making. All right. So great. So number one, negotiate expectations. Number two, exceed them. Now, when do you ask for a testimonial? Uh, we've done 215, 216. I mentioned this man and his book maybe a hundred episodes ago. It was, uh, I, I think everybody in business should buy and read this book. Uh, the book was written 40 years ago. I'm sure you can still get it on Amazon. And I don't care if you have anything. This is not for lawyers. The title of the book was How to Start and Build a Law Practice by a man by the name of Jay Foonberg, F-O-O-N-B-E-R-G. So this is when I was beginning to build my consulting company and somebody got this book into my hands. I learned more from that book about building a business. Uh, and one of the things he talks about, he, he talks about when, when, when you want to get paid. And, uh, and so he draws this curve of gratitude. And, uh, and what it shows is at the beginning, nobody knows you. And uh, so they're meeting this attorney for the first time. The attorney gives them hope. I mean, so their gratitude starts to go up. I mean, the attorney seems to be doing everything right. So they go to trial or they win the case or whatever. Boom, they're at their peak. He said, that's when you need to ask them for the check. He said, because what happens? I mean, the further the time goes on, the, curve, the gratitude just goes down the other side. 
So what you want to do is the best time to explore new hopes, a future together, a getting and testimonial, getting an endorsement is when the client's perception of your value is at its highest, is at its highest. I ask the day of the event. Uh, the longest I will ever go is, uh, and, and sometimes it's not appropriate because there's too many people around, the longest I'll go is one or two days. And I reach out to the person and say, I loved being with you. You had a remarkable conference, and I thank you for allowing me to play a role. And, and remember, I asked if uh, I could get one of the strongest testimonials that you've ever written if I exceeded your expectations. Well, what do you think? Nobody's ever said no. Nobody's, no, I'm not going to give you a testimony. Nobody's ever said no. Why? Because people are nice. People want to help other people out. And so, uh, so that's number three, knowing when to ask. Ask, at the, ask when they're the most grateful. I mean, don't, uh, don't wait for a week or two or three to go by because they'll have forgotten you. You're yesterday's news. You're toast. How was he? Oh, he was okay. I mean, not all people, but for most of us. It happens in all of our lives. So ask when the client's perception of your value is at the highest. Then number four. Uh, so, so I get lots of testimonials. Uh, and then what I do, most of them are just too long. I want a testimonial to be about two lines. I don't want it to go on and on and on and on. So what I do is I edit it and uh, I may cut out a couple of words. I may improve some grammar. If there's a grammar problem and I go back to them and I say, I tightened it up a little bit. Is that okay? Now, let me explain this to you, Dale. God, it sounded like Bernie Sanders there. Let me explain this to you. But let me explain the importance of this, of, of tightening stuff up. Having interviewed thousands and thousands of people for my books, uh, we then generate interview transcripts. And of course, the way people talk is not the way people write or the way the written word uh, is committed to a page. So if I were to take things that people say to me in an oral interview and just use them word for word in a book, they would be virtually, in many cases, unintelligible. So what we do is we edit, we tighten up, we make it look really good, and then we go back and say, how does this, uh, how does this work for you? And everybody says, yeah, that's, that's a heck of a lot better than the way I said it. Nobody is ever going to get mad at you for making them look better. Nobody. Nobody. No, 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 nobody ever has. So, so you've got you, you to keep the essence of what the testimonial is, but tighten it up. Keep it short. You really need about two strong sentences or they're not going to get read. So that's number four. And then ask them for approval uh, to use the edited version. Number five, use a picture and title. Use a picture and title alongside the recommendation on your website on any printed matter. Let them see that it's not made up. I mean, that here, here's this real person in this real job. The only thing I don't do is I don't do phone numbers. And the reason I don't do phone numbers is because I figure if they want to meet Jonathan Elcott from XYZ Company uh, and, and talk to him in person, they will find him. They, they, will, they will be able to find him. And so, because I don't want anybody to be barraged with calls. So, uh, so but use a picture and a title. Now, here's one of the most important ones. I've been collecting testimonials for years and years and years and years. Keep them all, because you never know when you might need one, but keep them current for the public. And let me tell you uh, a story that is the gospel truth. 
five years ago, uh, it became obvious that we needed, um, uh, we have a stucco home and it was time to paint our stucco home. It's kind of a California stucco home. And we had heard that if you just spray paint stucco, you're going to be re, you're going to be painting stucco again, uh, three, four, five, six, seven, or eight years later. But we heard that there were companies that had a new substance as more like a gooey substance that you paint on stucco that you should never have to paint again, never, never have to paint again. And so I, I will mention the company here because I really like the company. Uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area, for years and years and years, uh, there's been a great uh, painting and roofing company called Armstrong. And uh, the first thing I learned to say when I moved to San Francisco years ago was, uh, that's three sevens and a one, two, three, four. The radio and television commercials were legendary. He's long gone, but his son or grandson carries on. The commercials are still legendary. So one of the first calls I made was to Armstrong. All right. So now they send this guy out. And I, I don't want to be ageist, but I will say he was kind of an old timer. And um, so we sat outside on the terrace as he's about to do his pitch. And he said, and now I want to show you all the testimonials we have. And it was a thick book, like a, like a wedding photo book or something. And I kept thinking, God, I hope he's not going to walk us through all of these. How long is this going to take? And he said, now let me begin with Bing Crosby. I said, excuse me? He said, we are the people that painted Bing Crosby's house down in Hillsdale, California. And I'm thinking to myself, Bing Crosby's been dead for 40 years. 40 years. He was using like a 40-year-old testimonial, and it just got worse from there. And he would turn the page, and here'd be another one. So faded, you could hardly read it. A 25, 28-year-old testimonial. I'm not making this stuff up. When he left, we looked at one another, and we knew we would not be doing business with him. There was no way. So keep and curate all of your testimonials and endorsements. But the ones that you put out there publicly, keep them very current. But occasionally, we'll be asked... Can you give us a list of all the healthcare providers Jason has worked for? Or can you give us a list of, uh, of this type or this business type? Well, we can give you as much as you want. But the ones that are out there publicly are current, are current, and don't put dates on them. Don't put dates on them. But, you know, after a year, year and a half, they've got to be recycled. You've got to replace them with something else. So uh, I've never forgotten that story about the guy saying, we painted Bing Crosby's house and thinking to myself, Bing Crosby's been dead for 40 years. That's uh, that's holding on. With God as my witness, you yeah. know nobody nobody could make up a story like that. No. We painted we painted Bing Crosby's house. What I wanted to say was, now who was Bing Crosby? But then I knew that would have then I would have gotten a half hour lecture on that. Yes. So so those are my thoughts about testimonials and endorsements. Please take and use this advice. Whatever type of business you're in, they work. Absolutely. So number one, we negotiate expectations, then exceed them. When you've done the work immediately, when you're finished, as you've finished, if if early as early as possible after you finish the work and you're sure you've exceeded expectations, ask for the testimonial. Don't let time go. The more you let time go, the less gratitude there is. Just People human just nature. It's just human, human nature. nature. Human Absolutely. nature. Absolutely. Yep. And then uh, go ahead and do some editing. 
tighten it up to just a couple key sentences, but most importantly, uh, ask for approval of the edits that you make. Uh, do it with the idea that you're helping that person look better. Yep. Use a picture and a title, go along with them, and yep. then stay current. No Bing Crosby. References. Oh, we should have titled this one Bing Crosby. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we should have. Awesome. All right. Well, you know what? I, sometimes as we come, as we're about to wrap up the podcast, I think, you know, there's really good stuff here. I sure hope it doesn't fall on deaf ears. Oh, and then the, uh, I will give you one more thing that I didn't put as one of the points. Um, I also have private testimonials uh, because there are some companies, some CEOs that I have worked with for years who don't want the nature of our relationship to be public. And so what I have, the arrangement I have with them is I do have this handful, well, it's larger than a handful of private testimonials from high profile CEOs who have given me authorization to show or to have a prospective client speak to them. And uh, I also honor those relationships. Mm. Those are good relationships to keep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I can, as a person who's just gone through this recently, I can tell you it works and it is important. So thank you very much. I'm glad You're we could use that as a, as, a, as a living example. You know, I was thinking, I was thinking we play well together. It's a lot of fun having these conversations every week. I, 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 and nobody should indulge, I suppose, in self-congratulatory conversations. But I, I just, I was thinking earlier today, Dale and I play well together. I, uh, uh, no matter what kind of day I've had or how harried it's been, I just always really dig spending time with you. Absolutely. Goes both ways. All right. So any final words for us? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there are. I've never done this before. I want to repeat the same one I did in the last episode. Uh, given everything I see all around me, whether it's in the U.S., whether it's in the U.K., whether it's almost any place else in the world, I want to repeat the exact same. In fact, I, I may use it for a few episodes. It's that ancient Hindu proverb that says, um, great minds discuss ideas medium minds discuss events and tiny minds discuss people stop talking about people talk about what really matters great ideas mm. absolutely this is a great place to get those great ideas it is the game changer subscribe in the itunes store you can also find us at jason-jennings.com you'll see the podcast tab there also jason would love to hear from you jason at jason-jennings.com is the email address jason jennings is the author who usa today has called one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world learn how your group or company can have jason keynote your next event visit that website jason-jennings.com this is the game changer the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com. <laughs>